Welcome back to A Local Church Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Ryan. Today, I want to do something a little bit different. This could be like a bonus episode. I want to walk through Psalm 1. I recently preached on uh, Psalm 1 this past Sunday, and I want to put it down in a podcast form because I think it's a good topic to discuss. We all talk about wanting to be happy or finding happiness. Everything around us, whether on TV, radio, podcasts, movies, advertising, politicians, everything, they want to make you happy, right? How do you find happiness? Uh, uh, Another word that we use is blessed. I want to be blessed. I want to have the blessed life, right? And so one of the things that I mentioned was the Declaration of Independence. It says this, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We all want that blessed life. We all want uh, the happy life. The Word of God gives us the how to have this blessed life. In fact, the Word of God encourages us to look for the true, the lasting happiness that comes through the Word of God. And we're going we're gonna to unpack this a little bit. We're going to get three questions from Psalm 1. One, who are the blessed? How are they blessed, and why are they blessed? So let's read Psalm 1, and we will jump into it. Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So, to understand Psalm 1, you've got to really look at verse 6. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, and the way of the wicked, right? Uh, And so one is good and one is bad. That's kind of what you need to be thinking about. Righteous, wicked, blessed life, right? Happy life, wicked life, uh, sinful life, that kind of thing. Uh, But there are two paths to take, right? Right, left, left, right. Um, Everybody has this, this, the same two paths. Everybody has to make this choice, whether I'm going to go down the path of the righteous or I'm going to go down the path of the wicked. In our society, there are a number of things that people say, well, my circumstances kind of choose for me. My The family that I grew up in or the, the job that I have or the uh, fill in the blank. I, I want to debunk that right now. Everyone, whether you are rich, whether you are poor, whether you're in the middle, you have a choice to make. You have choices to make. You choose the choices that you make every day that you wake up. What kind of toothbrush? Or either even to brush your teeth or not to brush your teeth. We all make choices and there's two paths to go down. And we all have a choice to make. Charles Spurgeon says this. It is not blessed is the king, blessed is the scholar, blessed is the rich, but blessed is the man. This blessedness is an attainable 
by the poor, the forgotten, and the obscure, as by those whose names figure in history and are trumpeted by fame. Charles Spurgeon said, it doesn't matter your status. Happiness, this blessed life is attainable by all. Psalm 1, verse 1 and 2, gives us the background of who the blessed are, or who is this blessed man, right? Uh, Verse 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. I want to stop here a little bit. You've ever heard a teacher or a parent say, you are guilty by who you associate with, or guilt by association? I've heard pastors use, tell me who your friends are, and in five years I'll tell you who you're going to be, or where you're going to be, or what type of situation you're going to be in. If we're going to have a blessed life, we need to pay very careful attention to how we live our lives. Look at this verse 1. The one who is blessed pays close attention to his or her life. First, the blessed does not do certain things. What does the blessed not do? Blessed is a man who walks not or doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Now these three things, the blessed person does not walk in the council, stand in the way, sit in the seat. So you have walk, sit, stand, council, way, seat, right? So he doesn't walk in the council. That's hearing things, listening to things. Uh, taking things that are opposing to the word of God, uh, taking things that are who uh, oppose Jesus as the way, the truth, and life, uh, taking in all these things that call good, evil, and evil good, and you just begin to take its counsel. You're listening to it. You're 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 thinking about these things that are opposing to God and His Word. Stands in the way of sinners. This is this is a little bit confusing. Like. Don't we want to stand? Don't we want to block? But that's not kind of how this is used. It stands in the way. If we look at the word way, it's a path or walkway. It's um, you are walking in the way or standing in the path of the sinful or the sinner um, is what this verse says. Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners. You're not even putting yourself in the situation to go down that path, right? That's the blessed person. And then the last thing is, sits in the seat of scoffers. We walk, then we stand, and then we sit. It's a progression of walking down this path that is opposing to God and his word uh, and the truths of Jesus. And so the idea here is that the one who is blessed doesn't do these things. He doesn't walk, sit, or stand in the wicked or the sinful uh, desires of this world. But this, it's a downward spiral, right? So this downward spiral tends to play out like this. First, we begin to listen to the wicked or listen to wicked things, evil things, right? Maybe we even laugh at sin as we scroll through social media or watch different uh, movies or series of movies on whatever streaming network there is. Like, oh, it's just a little bit of premarital sex or oh it's just a little bit of drunkenness oh it's just a little bit of you know very crude harsh 
things that that tend to stick to the brain or the the um, imagination. It's harmless, right? Yeah, I'm not really influenced by these things, but we're 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 walking in the counsel of that stuff by hearing it, by putting it in our lives, bringing it in our home, that kind of thing. Uh, maybe we look up to an ungodly man or woman at work or at school. Maybe we admire celebrities, right? Certain celebrities or famous people, politicians, things like that, who are we know that are far from God, but we still look up to them as like. Oh, they're a good role model. They've got good things going on, right? Uh, you spend more and more time with questionable friend group. The Bible doesn't tell us not to influence or befriend the lost, right? But the Bible is very clear on the one who is blessed doesn't surround himself or herself with the counsel of the wicked, right? I'm not letting that stuff bleed into how I think or how I make my choices, that kind of thing. So the question for a uh, friend group, uh, you begin to listen to music or movies that, that make sin sound appealing. And as you listen more and more to the ungodly or ungodly things, you begin to want to be like them, or they may even seem blessed. You begin to meditate on sin, even though we may not call it sin. And then we begin to walk in that counsel. Next, after walking and 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 and. Uh, hearing those things and, and allowing those things into our lives and into our families, we begin to take a stand with certain maybe ideologies, maybe certain things that are we know that are opposing to God, but we just don't want to ruffle feathers. We don't want to, you know, make waves, that kind of thing. The Christian life is a countercultural life, right? Look at the life of Jesus. He went a different way than the religious leaders of his day. He went a different way uh, than the way the world was going. Christianity, those who follow Christ are different, right? We do not make our home here. We have a home in heaven. We are visitors here, but we are beacons of light and hope because of Jesus. And so the word way, we've already talked about this, it's a lifestyle. It's a path, right? It's a direction. Even though we're, we're, we're listening to things, we're letting those things in, once you start to stand in that stuff, the attitude of wickedness or the attitude of sinful desires become your attitude or my attitude the habits of the sinful or the habits of wickedness become our habits because we're being now numbed to the reality of sin and then you take it a step further we begin to sit in the seat of scoffers we don't use the term a scoffer a lot but a scoffer is one who is a mocker or mocks things he laughs at things uh, sarcastically maybe the the things of god are, are funny and just like um, they seem stupid, right, uh, to, to the scoffer. It's as if they laugh as folks turn away from God. Scoffers may tell jokes or things. They, they call evil good and good evil. Uh, they want to make it uh, uh, hard for or make you feel guilty for even trying to follow God. And if you listen to the scoffer long enough, you will not only walk in their counsel, but you'll stand with them and you will become like them. The blessed man or woman discerns which way he or she is going. Not only going, but discerns which way is right and which way is wrong based on what the Word of God says. Jesus himself says in Matthew seven thirteen through 14, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that lead to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. 
and those who find it are few. If you've paid close attention to this issue so far, the blessed person doesn't listen to counsel, doesn't stand in the way or the path of the sinful, and doesn't sit in the seat of the mocker. When you wrap all this up, the blessed person does not sin. And so we have a problem. If we're honest, we've all listened to the counsel of the wicked. If we're honest, we've all stood in the path of, of the sinner. If we're honest, we've all sat in the seat of scoffers and have laughed at the things of God. If we're honest, we are all sinful or sinners. First John 1.8 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. According to verse 1, the blessed person is someone without sin. To put it another way, the blessings of Psalm 1 are for those who do not sin. And so who gets the blessing? How do we live this blessed life? Because I know who I am. I know where I've been. The theologian Augustine says that this verse is to be understood rightly in that it is talking about Jesus Christ. So where does that leave us? It leads us to the good news. All the blessings we find in Psalm 1 is found in the obedience of Jesus Christ. We too can experience a blessed life by trusting in his death and resurrection. On the cross, he took our sins and gave us his righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he, God, made him, Jesus, to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God, who is rich in mercy and grace, gives us Jesus Christ. He gives us his righteousness. His obedience is counted as our obedience. It is in his righteousness that we experience blessing, the blessing of forgiveness, the blessing of eternal life, the blessing of being declared justified in the sight of our heavenly father, the blessing of not living in guilt or shame. Romans 8 tells us that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you're listening to this and you have yet to trust in Jesus, I urge you, I plead with you, choose Christ. Nothing that you are pursuing apart from Jesus will bring satisfaction. It, nothing will bring happiness outside of Jesus Christ. The blessed man does not pursue sin. The blessed person wants nothing to do with sin or sinful lifestyle. It matters who you let influence you. It matters where you go. It matters who you put into your life. The blessed person does not open the door of his or her heart and mind to sin or sinful desires or sinful things, which only destroys the soul and leads to death. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 2 of Psalm 1 gives us an insight of what the blessed person does do. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Throughout the Psalms, you'll see the phrase, law of the Lord. It's used to describe the first five books of the Old Testament, but in context, it's in, it's talking about the entire Word of God, the scriptures. The blessed one loves the Word of God. In fact, the blessed hunger for it, are influenced by it. They, they put their hearts and minds in it. Instead of listening to the counsel or walking in the path or sitting in the, the seat of wicked stuff or sinful things, the blessed person is now listening to the counsel of the Word of God, walking the path of the Word of God, sitting in the counsel 
uh, influence of the word of God. Psalm 119 is one of my favorite Psalms. Verse 9, how can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. The blessed are influenced by the words of God. The blessed are influenced by Christ. And we learn about Christ in, guess what? The word of God. The blessed person, uh, man or woman, finds delight in the word of God. You want to be blessed? Stop scrolling through social media on your free time. Take up and read the word of God. Stop allowing sinful music or movies and the ungodly into your home, into your life. Take up and read the word of God. You want your family to be blessed? Stop trying to buy happiness. Take up and read the word of God as a family. This psalm tells us that the blessed doesn't stop at just reading the Bible. It goes on and says they meditate on the word of God day and night. How do we meditate on anything, specifically the word of God? As you read the scriptures, spend time in prayer about what you read. Have a time that you read consistently. Write down your thoughts or questions about the passage you just read. Meditating on something means taking it all in. You're taking the whole thing in. If you want to know more of the Word of God, you got to read the Word of God. Find godly music based on the Word of God. Memorize the Word of God. Talk to other folks about the Word of God. The goal of meditating on the Word of God is to spend enough time in it so that it begins to saturate your mind, your heart, your conversations, the things that you delight in, uh, should be the words of God, and it will begin to change the way that you live your life. Charles Spurgeon says this, Man must have some delight, some supreme pleasure. His heart was never meant to be a vacuum. If not filled with the best things, it will be filled with the unworthy and disappointing. So who is the blessed man? The only truly blessed man is Jesus, who is without sin. But all who place their trust in him receive blessings through him. And blessed is the man or woman who turns away from sin and finds joy or delight in the word of God. The second question we're going to look at is, how are they blessed? Look at verses 3 through 5, Psalm 1. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit, in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Our blessing comes through faith in Jesus, and the psalmist paints a picture of what that blessing looks like. Verse 3, he is planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season. Its leaf does not wither. In all he does, he prospers. You'll see four things here in verse 3 of the how are they blessed. First, planted by streams of water, like a tree planted by streams of water. There are all kinds of circumstances that we will go through in this life. And if we're not planted firmly on the Word of God, if we're not planted firmly in our faith in Christ Jesus, we will be blown away. We will be knocked down. We will be out for the count. But if we are in Christ, if our blessing is in Christ and not the things of this world, we will be like a tree planted by streams of water. A tree by a river has a continual source of water, right? A continual source of growth. It will never wither away because it is always getting what it needs. 
Jesus Christ, his life, his uh, death on the cross, his resurrection uh, is sufficient to save the lost. And if my hope and trust is in Jesus, if my blessing is found in Jesus, I will never be without water. John 4, 13 and 14. Jesus says this to the Samaritan woman at the well. Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. He's talking about the well. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The, the, the water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. As you constantly look for that next thing to bring you happiness or that next thing to bring your family happiness, the blessed person is the only one who's firmly planted. And as you constantly look outside of Christ or look outside of the the word of God, you're always going to be found wanting. But if you're in Christ, if your blessing is in Christ, if your family's blessing is found in Christ, right, and you're all in it, you'll be satisfied. You'll be like a tree by water. Second thing, yields its fruit in its season or yields fruit in its season. Jesus again says in John 15, 5, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Third thing, leaves do not wither. One pastor commented, brown, dead, withered leaves are signs of death and dryness. But the righteous person does not have these signs of death and dryness. His or her leaves are green and alive. (laughs) I have seen the eyes of the blessed who are faced with death. But their eyes are full of life. The circumstances of this life have no bearing on the one who's in Christ. No weight on the one who is planted firmly by streams of water. The fourth thing that, or how are they blessed, is the blessed prosper. This isn't talking about the Midas touch and everything that the believer, everything that the Christian touches turns to gold, right? It's not what it's talking about. It's more like a Romans 8 thing, whether you see persecution of the Roman church and Paul writes, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And he goes on in verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. How awesome is that? That's the blessed person. The blessed person that can go through anything in this life because his blessing or her blessing is not found in the things of this life. The blessing's found in Jesus. But now we see a contrast in verse 4 and 5 of Psalm chapter 1. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. At the beginning of this, we talked a little bit about 
We all have a choice to make. This is the second choice. We can either choose blessing or we can choose the way of the wicked or sinful. And God gave a similar choice to his people, his covenant people, in the book of Deuteronomy. He had just given the commandments through Moses, and he says this in Deuteronomy 30, verse 11. God, speaking through Moses, says, For this commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you, neither is it too far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will ascend to heaven for us to bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will go over uh, the sea for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near you. It is in your mouth, it is in your heart, so that you can do it. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today, by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways, and keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away, and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him. For he is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land of the Lord, swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. God gave his covenant people in the Old Testament a choice, life or death, blessing or curse. It's the same choice you and I have today to follow after Christ, to to hear the word of God, to read the word of God, to meditate on the word of God, to let the word of God influence our choices, our lives in order for us to be blessed. Our faith is not being perfect, but our faith is in trusting the perfect one, Jesus, who lived a sinless life, who died a sinner's death. Though he was without sin, he took our sin. He paid our debt. Our sin has been nailed to the cross. He was dead and buried. He rose from the grave, conquering both sin and death. And, to offer, and the offer stands for everyone today to choose life, not death. Choose Jesus. 1 John 1, nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 5 tells us that because the wicked are like chaff. Chaff is something that like, it's the leftovers. It's kindling. It's it, it's not used for anything. It's it's taken off of the wheat and it's the leftovers. It's blown away in the wind. But verse 5 tells us that because they're like chaff, they will not stand in the judgment. Now this isn't saying that the wicked or the sinful, the one who is without Christ, doesn't go through a judgment. It's saying they will collapse in judgment. They will not stand. They'll be driven away or, or blown away because they have not been declared righteous because of they have no faith in Christ. Ecclesiastes 12, 14, For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. 
there is judgment for the wicked, and they will be found guilty on all charges. It goes on, nor will they be in the congregation of the righteous. This is the reality for those who go through this life and want nothing to do with God or his son, Jesus. This is the reality to come for those who live the life of sin or who do not trust in Jesus. Because of this, sinners will not share the same glorious future of the blessed. Which will you choose? Blessing or cursing? Life or death? The last verse gives us the third question. Why are they blessed? Verse 6, For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. The reason the one who places their faith and trust in Jesus is blessed is because God knows them. The one who is blessed is known by God. It tells us, The Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Jesus in Matthew 25, verse 31 through 34, says this, When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne. Before Him will be gathered all the nations, and He will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And He will place the sheep on His right and the goats on His left. Then the King will say to those on His right, Come, you who are blessed by My Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. That passage goes on, and the goats do not get the blessing. They do not get to spend eternity with Christ himself. They are blown away like chaff. Which will you choose? There are two choices to make, or one choice, but two paths to take. Will you trust Christ? Will you follow him? Or will you go the way of the sinful life and be blown away like chaff? The only way to end this podcast is simple. If you haven't placed your faith and hope in Jesus, why? Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. He's the only one without sin. He is the only one that can save the soul. Love God, love people, and make disciples.